I mean, that's, that's Damon in a nutshell, right? Gets what he wants and doesn't know how to handle it. He can't even deal with Missaria. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Vassals of Kingsgrave for another edition of uh, Dragon Cast, House of the Dragon. Uh, this is for episode four, uh, which just aired tonight, uh, September 11th, which is called uh, King of the Narrow Sea. My name is Adam, also known as Drown Snow on the forums and the Discord and all the various things. Uh, and I am joined by a crew of uh, dragons, mostly dragons. Let's see, let's start with you, Kevin. Hello, I'm Kevin, um, Uncle Kevin, unless you're actually my nephew, in which case you can call me Uncle Kevin, but you need to go to bed. Okay, Michal? Hi, I'm Michal, or Ink as Rain, over on the, the internet, the place that is known as the internet. Katie? <laughs> Hi, this is Katie. It's late. Bedtime. <laughs> Bing. Hello. Once upon a time, there was a shoe shiner. Now it's just Bing. Ben? Hey, Ben, or King Juicio. Future two-time trivia champion. We're always looking for a future ex-trivia champion. Um, <laughs> Matt? Got it. All right, and uh, back with us after a, a long time off the podcast is Stephanie. Hey, GSDG. And when, when was the last? When was your last recording that you did? Handmaid's Tale season two. Handmaid's, yeah, that's right. That was um, it was a minute ago. Well, it's it's great to have you back. Uh, let's do our uh, let's do our lemon cake ratings of the episode. I know that. Uh, We've gotten some criticism in the YouTubes for being too positive and enjoying the show too much. So let's see, uh, let's see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, since you haven't been on in a while, let's start with you, Stephanie. Uh, I think I'd go with four. I feel like, you know, like there's a lot of like, you know, this is middle of the season. We're, you know, like still like setting everything up. Uh, the, uh, you know, like I take off one for the dagger because I'm, you know, I, you know, I do feel a little uncomfortable with how far they're pushing all the prophecy stuff, but I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt to see how far it'll go. All right, and uh, Kevin, for your your first time on Dragoncast this season, tell me, uh, tell me what do you think? We didn't get a lot of dragons. Yeah, I was sent over from Wolfcast specifically to make this podcast less positive. Um, and with that said, I'm going to give it a four and a half. So, yeah. Uh, no, I just thought this one was fun. They, you know, some of the issues I had with episode three were that it was a bit, we didn't progress a lot with some of the storyline in King's Landing or on the hunt in episode three. I thought there was good progress in this one character-wise, and we learned new things about these characters. Um, there weren't a lot of dragons, but that's okay. It was a good character episode. I think the show is better. It's better with Damon there. Um, until we get a wider world with more Targaryens and just more sort of people in the story, 
Um, Damon's one of the few people that kind of sparked people characters. That's the word. One of the few characters that kind of sparks a lot of conflict and and um, gets good reactions out of other people and brings out more in other characters, even if he is a total creep. Yeah, and it's better when he actually speaks during the episode. <laughs> How dare you? That was wholesome <laughs> uncle niece bonding. Nothing more. <laughs> leave it to leave it to Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin, I'm sorry to to disapprove. <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, <laughs> the uncle does protest too much. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Bing, what did you think? Uh, I'm sorry, YouTube. This episode was fun. It's a. I think it's a four point seven five. Um, I don't know. It feels more like something out of MTV than <laughs> than HBO, but uh, it's like a good kind of MTV. I don't know. It's lots of lots of uh, wacky hijinks and teenage drama. Uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. Damon is a Damon is a force of chaos. All right, yeah, MTV. I'll take that. At least you didn't say CW. Uh, Matt, Matt, you want to uh, tell me what you think? Yeah, sure. Um... And I was I was tempted to give it a five for like the moon tea closer. That was awesome. Uh it's probably, you know, closer to a four point five with the uh the dagger nonsense and and Rhaenyra and Allison like still keeping like the masks on. Like I just I just want them to like let it drop and go for it. Um but fuck the haters, five out of five. <laughs> All right, nice. Um, Katie. Five out of five, ten out of ten. I loved it. Uh it actually like clicked a lot of things about Kristen Cole for me that I I wasn't expecting it to do that. But yeah, I loved I I loved like the parallels of Alicent and Rhaenyra and Rhaenyra who's allowed to have all this fun and Alicent who's kind of resigned herself to this like this life of, of cold duty down to her looking up and seeing a rat crawling on the rafters of her bed uh yeah i mean it was horny and fun and like everything is just so fucking good like i i have no complaints whatsoever like even the dagger stuff it doesn't particularly like bother me because like we talked about this in the premiere it's like they're kind of when they're like they're doing it's like a season of setup for like the actual conflict, like they're trying to like find a hook for forward momentum, I guess, like or like larger stakes at hand. So I do not begrudge them the the like the ring of power dagger reveal thing. It's fine with me. Uh oh, bonus points for that little uh uh black tree boy or raven tree boy who killed the fuck out of that bracken at the beginning. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> the black blackwood kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, Ben, what'd you think? I loved it. Um, pro probably a 4.5. I hate dagger talk. Dagger talk is the worst part of any house of the dragon episode. In my opinion, stop with the drag, uh, the dagger talk and I'll be happy. Otherwise I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought the closing almost conversation between, um, Rhaenyra and Viserys was really good. It was really honest and it felt like 
the characters have been building to this for a while, like this, like open honesty with each other. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I thought I thought the uh, Damon stuff was pretty good. Um, it was a little left out of left field. Felt like maybe some setup, a bit more setup for him, like wanting to be the creep to her, would have helped. But it's not that bad, in my opinion. Um, and then uh, Kristen Cole, I really enjoyed the the stuff with him because it felt like you could interpret his reluctance in a couple sort of ways. And I just enjoyed the um, ambiguity of that. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed the episode. It was a slower paced one felt like a lot of setup for characters and that's fine with me. Uh, also a return to um, uh, got nudity in, in, in the like a lot of it, uh, but it wasn't horrible per se. Yeah, the the brothel scene was uh, was done a bit differently than we've had in the past. They even addressed that actually um, after the show. Um, anyway, let's hear from you, Mihal. What do you think? Um, I gotta admit, I was a little distracted, um, and also uh, because a lot of the episode was like on the darker side visually. Uh, watching it in my bright, bright den was basically a little bit like, oh, cool. There's my face on the tv screen um so i i thought it was really well done it it felt like a necessary uh explosion of physicality i think um and and maybe that was just because i i know that these people are gonna hook up and i was like i can't i, I want to see this already um but i thought you know the like the contrasts between like how into what she's doing Rhaenyra is and what you know how not into what she's doing Alicent is um the the very weird experience of like the brothel scene like that was I feel like like the lowest kind of place we've seen certainly in King's Landing and I thought that was very interestingly portrayed I thought you could definitely tell that a woman shot this episode i mean not that all women would shoot it tastefully but i thought i thought it was shot particularly kind of with an interesting kind of almost shocked perspective like like your rhaenyra seeing this for the first time um and uh yeah i don't know it was also very interesting to see rhaenyra have some agency in terms of getting otto hightower out of out of town uh, that I did not expect because I don't think that's in the book, um, and it's annoying because right now I feel quite bad for Kristen Cole. <laughs> like he hasn't done anything wrong yet, <laughs> and I I need him to so I can stop liking him. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Good. It's it's uh, yeah. I would probably have to watch this one again, but good good episode overall. Pretty costumes for sure. Yeah, I think this one's gonna bear uh, a second watch throughout the week. Um, I think that, uh, like Josia said, we got a lot of payoff with some of the earlier episodes. You know, character conversations and moments were pretty good. Um, I mean, seeing Otto Hightower put in his place, uh, which was great, <laughs> and it was even better than the after the episode. The actor was like, 
well, the king's just like so distracted, he doesn't realize Otto's right. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. I think I'd probably give this like a four and a half. I mean, like, I don't know, you can do a five, but like, I'll do four and a half because the, the dagger stuff, maybe it shouldn't bother me, but it does. It's just because it takes me out of it. It makes me feel like this is for the show people to like connect them and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how the fuck does Arya end up with this dagger? It's like the dagger of the kings. And like, it, it probably shouldn't bother me. It's like a stupid, like nerdy nitpick. But like, if it was some other dagger or blade or something, I'd be like, oh, it's cool. You know, and we have like the, you know, Gandalf moment with like the fires revealing the, you know, inscriptions and shit. And it's like. But, I mean, it, it also does fit that that's something that Robert would just sort of have lying around, not knowing what the fuck it was worth, you know? Um, or that, you know, Ares the Mad King wouldn't realize either. So, I mean, I guess I guess it's fine, you know? Well, it also uh, gives us a, a, a potential transmission beyond, you know, they, they can now cut the, the chain at any time, and we will still know how, at least in the show, Rhaegar figured, figured out. Right, yeah, the right. The dagger could be the clue to, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's convenient. It's not the worst thing. It just feels. It just like I guess I'm having flashbacks to like it's like Rise of Skywalker. You know, we, we I think we joked about this a couple episodes. Like, oh, they're gonna use the dagger. So I'm like, no, it's just a dagger. Nope. Sure enough, like the dagger is gonna lead her to the dragon horde or something with all the eggs. I don't know. No real uh, talk. I cannot. St- I like. I get it, dude. I cannot stand <laughs> dagger talk. Anytime it's on screen, I'm like, I just roll my eyes. But that was also such a good scene. It I was mean, after you know, the dagger talk went yeah. away. <laughs> so we'll get to that. I mean, a lot, a lot happened in this episode. Well, uh, let's get into it now. From you know, Renera getting uh, Colcock to you know uh, Otto being sent on his way. So let's uh, let's see. Where did we start? Was this Storm's End? Rhaenyra, I, I thought she was. End, yeah. Okay, I thought she was holding court, and there's you know Brathians there with her. So I, I thought this was King's Landing for a second somewhere, but the room didn't look right. And then when she gets on the uh, the ship, I'm like, oh, she she must be out on her. She's like traveling the kingdom looking for a suitor. Is is what I, then, at first I wasn't sure what was going on. But um, then the Blackwoods in Brackens traveled that long to visit her when she's supposedly on tour. I'm not nitpicking about this. It didn't like really like affect. Well, yeah, I'm like, if she's on tour, why why are there a hundred people here? Um, You know, I thought maybe I don't know. They said they cut it short. I thought maybe it was like they were just doing this at Storm's End for fun. Um, But I assume she was supposed to go other places. And when the when the Blackwood kid shows up, she's like, okay, fuck this shit. And I I did love how like as she was leaving, like he's like murdering somebody, and then she's like, shakes her head. Yes, I mean, yeah, that has a name, right? That's Benjikot. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That's Benjikot's dad. That's but it's is too it, early. Is it his dad? Yeah, okay. because in in Fire and Blood, we get a we get a passage about um, Sir Samuel ben, uh, Blackwood uh, beating the heir to Stonehenge in a duel, but we don't know if that heir is Amos, who does go on to be important later on. Um, huh. She's yeah, making a lot of. She's making a lot of regrettable mistakes in this scene of like robbing the lords of their dignity. It's like you you don't want to humiliate your the people who you need to support you. It's it's like painful to watch. Oh yeah, I was watching the last few like especially the last episode especially, you know, like with like 
the uh you know like the Lannister suitor and all the ladies of the Reach who are sitting with Alicent and just like being like really like you know like dismissive towards them and just like okay just taking off just like okay they're not gonna like you they're not gonna like you they're not gonna like you you know it, it's how she goes about it too right because it's like I think they all know they're a long shot to like get the princess right like they know right. it's cool the idea of having like kids that ride dragons they're all into that but they know like nobody's like nobody's like the favorite for this like no matter how prideful you are you're like it's still gonna be tough but she doesn't have to be like mean about it like she can say exactly we wouldn't have killed her to be polite but you know i mean i also think that none of these men approach uh even though they know it's a long shot none of them approach it like a long shot i mean maybe the the actual child did but like I feel like I feel like this is a somewhat different situation than like perhaps if I dance with the prince at the ball he'll notice me this is like you know they they're only trying because they think it's possible so and she's yeah, been going well, through that no for one a while there, apparently no one there except for the Baratheon would be the lord of a great house or like possibly you have some heirs there right because otherwise <laughs> you want them they coming call to that, you like, all the lords of the realm <laughs> like well, yeah, there was like yeah, Lord wait. Dondarrion, who's an old man, was there. That's the first guy we get. Uh, and she kind of embarrasses him off the bat, which is, you know, pretty funny, not gonna lie. But also, she does it in a way that doesn't, like, let him save his dignity. And I think that's gonna come back to bite her in the end, as she continues to do things in a kind of hammer-towards-glass way. Yeah, this is what I think is unfortunate, what I've said, you know, all season and especially last episode. is like Rhaenyra needs wins in the show. Like even in this episode, like later at the play, they talk about she's the realm's delight. But like they haven't shown us anything that like she's really done where people are like, hey, Rhaenyra, right? Um, She just continually ignores people and is kind of, you know, hiding and like, you know, everyone wants the boy to be king instead of her and um they they have to do something to like show why, you know, half the realm is going to side with her at some point, and and they're not doing that yet, and it's kind of weird. Agreed. But I mean, maybe we'll get there with the time skip, or you know, in the next episode or something, because um, they have all this. They're still setting her up as a you know a young girl, but like, how many years has it been now? Let's see. She'd be like twenty, maybe, or Names. right. Aegon is like three. I think like I guess that's little baby Amond. He's like so he should be like one. But she's like she's like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Is Helena older than Amond? I think Helena's it is older. Helena. Yeah. yeah. Helena is supposed to be older than Amond. Yeah. Although they could always they could mix that around. Um, there's all kinds of stuff they could do here. Play play fast and loose. I'm kind of surprised as much as they are including when they have to get through stuff so quickly. Um, and I was kind of surprised last episode where, you know, they suggested that he marry uh, Lena Valerian and he didn't even bring that up. He's like, just go find your, go find you a man. And then, you know, here we get here and he's like, okay, we're done with that. <laughs> so I guess it makes sense. Well, you but, know, it could also be a, like a test of like rulership for Rhaenyra, right? Of like, go like, just, he's like making her own the process one. He doesn't want to deal with it too. But like, you know, like this would be like an opportunity for like a shrewd person to like, you know, like actually like demonstrate their acumen by 
making a good choice, but at the same time, it's just like, right. you know, like all of the more highly born houses either made their suit already or they're taken or, you know, they're like, or, you know, like Lena Valerian's off in the stepsons and he's not back yet. Right. I feel like her options, her realistic options, you could probably count on your fingers and she should just have those people come to King's Landing, you know. Um, the the tour thing, you know, they could have used that to show that, like, she's carrying favor with the people. That maybe would have been useful. So she rejects all the suitors, and she ends up uh, ending her, her tour two months early. I didn't kind of realize that. I thought she was at King's Landing, like I said, at first. And then she was, like, sailing off to go do something. And then we get Caraxes uh, and Damon showing up. And they, like, Top Gun-style fucking buzz the tower and nearly knock her ship over. And then she goes back to King's Landing. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, she saw her uncle, so she turned around. And it took some of the exposition for me to be like, oh, no, no, wait a second. That was that was uh, Storm's End, wasn't it? <laughs> so it was a little confusing to me at first. But I probably just wasn't paying hard enough attention. Um, so we get that. We get Damon returning to court with the crown and the sword. And he does his little act and gives the sword up in the crown. And he says, you're the only king, and yada, yada, yada. Um, and then Targ Bros be bros again. And we get, you know, everything kind of that is surrounding that. Um, Viserys is kind of a dick to Alicent a little bit there. Uh, you have some girl time with uh, Rhaenyra and Alicent. And then you have a little incest chat between um, Damon and Rhaenyra. Um, what'd you guys think? So apparently, okay. between a time skip, Rhaenyra and Alicent made up a little bit but more. So they're. Girl buddies again. Yeah, they're not completely hating each other. Yeah, so is this very gossip girl? But yeah, then, well, like, it's I when she like said she wanted bit. to go see the paintings, and he, she's like, well, I'll just go alone. Like, she wasn't like, come with me, Allison. And then they were talking later. So I thought that was a little weird. But... I swear, if those are the tapestries that Littlefinger gets, I'm going to be livid. well it's kind of like the king i mean like yes like rhaenyra is like the crown princess and stuff but like allison still outranks her so i would think it would be like allison's place to offer to go show rhaenyra the tapestries when viserys just shot her down like that because he is still angry at her with cutting her tar short but yeah again like when 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 it's it didn't click to me like the whole geographical setup until he's like, the king worked very hard to set up that tour. I'm like, of the tapestries? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait a second. I know what happened. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Like, it, and it's a weird situation where um, she was the princess. She's a Targaryen. And has, was always, you know, above Alicent. And now it's sort of reversed. But with her still being the heir... Eventually, she's supposed to be queen, so Allison should kind of mind her manners. Um, I don't know. They're still setting up Allison is very sympathetic, and uh, we'll, we'll maybe talk about it in the preview for the next episode. Like, they might be changing a little bit of uh, what's what happens with the dance and all that. But. I think part of what was so interesting about like that kind of set of scenes was like you have a bunch of people who kind of know what they want but they they can't get it even when they get it so like the way Damon like nestles his head against Sari's neck you know 
And it's just like you can imagine them like coming home from a night of whoring, you know, and just being like, oh, bro, I love you so much or whatever. Just like, you know, like they were talking about. Um, but like, that's not enough, <laughs> you know, like that kind of acceptance is not enough. That like laughing with Damon, with Viserys at Allison's expense about like the tapestries is not enough. And like Rhaenyra at the same time kind of like wants her freedom. Like that's, she's, she's very, I mean, she states it very clearly to Damon, you know, she, she, she doesn't, she wants her solitude, but she views as freedom. And like the whole, her whole arc in the episode is kind of like her figuring out how to be free within the confines of her life, which is kind of fascinating. Um, but I think then you've got, you've got Alicent who's just like, desperately unhappy and completely unable to do anything about it and like I yeah I don't know it was a very interesting kind of contrast between like all these people who are sort of trapped and sort of not to different degrees I don't know there's uh, the most insanely privileged people in the land and they're all (laughs) unhappy (laughs) (laughs) money doesn't buy happiness no but but there's this lovely moment where, like, I, th- I, th- I mean, obviously I only watched it once, but, like, I think when Rhaenyra says that, like, she would, she would prefer, or she's, like, whatever she is is better than, like, being stuck in a castle and popping yeah. out babies. And, like, the camera just, like, sits on both of them for, like, a good, like, I don't know, ten seconds. It felt yeah. like, anyway. And it was just such a lovely expression of you know, the the closeness that kind of used to be there and, like, the life Alicent has to live and the life that Rhaenyra is trying not to live and the way that they both kind of empathize with each other when they're in their kind of best, when they're at their best, which they are not for most of the rest of the episode. Hmm. Yeah, fair. Yeah, awkward. Awkward times. Uh, So we move on to the small council meeting after that. And we hear that uh, Lena's going to be wed to a Bravosi, which is uh, kind of an issue. So potentially. Sea Lord, yeah. Sea Lord, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, they don't seem as concerned. I mean, they're concerned, but it's like they don't have an immediate remedy for that. Uh, and we know where that goes, so I don't know. That feels like it's going to take some time to... I don't know, is that all going to be mostly off screen? Are we going to get like one episode of that? like? I think that's going to be next know. episode. A lot of that stuff. It has um, to be. I mean, we're getting the time because yeah. we're, like... we're about to hit the time. We have to. We have to do Damon with Lena and hopefully Vagar, right? Yeah. Um, and somehow build that up, and, and then take Eamon's eye out. That's, that's, that's going to be time skip. Yeah, it's got to be. That's going to be yeah. Yeah. Drift, drift mark. The episode drift yeah. mark. I don't think yeah, we're gonna so we're... get much of Lena. I think it's like they'll have like a moment and then time skip. But it's like, guess what? We ran away to Pentos and had children. <laughs> Ten years have passed. Right, and then yeah, they can meet Damon and Rhaenyra well. together, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they laid the groundwork for that a bit, but I was gonna say one thing about the council meeting. It was interesting to see Rhaenyra sitting in on the council. She's actually sitting at the table with them. No longer, you know, being Pouring a cup. The wine. Yeah. Yeah. 
and not like being in on it directly. Now she's there. And I mean, like, contextually, she probably doesn't have nearly the say that a lot of these guys do. But at the same time, it's a little bit more official, her place there. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's actually making an effort to have her involved in some of this stuff now um, until the, the dragon wakes up a little bit later. Um, yeah. So the secret passage in her room, like, it's just, just straight up there, right? There's no locks on that shit. Um, murder Targaryens whenever you want, I guess. Yep. I like how Magor specified that they put in a railing for safety. <laughs> Sorry, I just really hope that the uh, that the railing came from one of those poor masons who was like, "Oh well, you know, surely I'll use this in the future," and then you know, <laughs> in my old age. <laughs> but anyway, it's interesting that like they they have intimate knowledge of uh, of the passageways that it doesn't seem like the king's guard necessarily has. Um, or even Viserys sometimes. So she she meets up with Damon and they have their night on the town. Uh, we get to see some pyromancers. Pretty cool. Um, I guess this is how you seduce your niece. They go to a play. Um, and then we get this terrible uh, cut when they get to the pleasure house between like the shit going on at the pleasure house and you get like writhing Viserys and um it was all very dark thankfully awful uh, like yeah plus filled back and all yeah and just the fact that like she gets woken up in the middle of the night and she's like it's late and the servant's like yeah the king has a boner (laughs) go tend to it yeah that scene was very like yeah Unfortunate. But I think, like Michal said earlier, the like the brothel scenes, like stuff, is being shot a lot differently. Um, and that, like they they said in the after the episode, like they clearly were trying to figure out, like how do we present this from you know Rainier's point of view? Because she is sort of the innocent girl in a way. Um, like she's into it. Like she's like you know down to have a good time. But like she's not experienced any of this stuff, so it's all kind of wild to her. You know, um, I thought they did a good job. I mean, comparing that to, like, season one, where it was sort of like Damon's rogue court in the, or not season one, but episode one, that where, yeah, the, the brothel was like, yeah, it was Damon's rogue court of just, like, married pirate men, basically, and then this is, yeah, very... It's like moon, moonlight makeout, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I was yeah. just waiting for a euphoria, like, like... <laughs> Not hey girl, you hey, take this pill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drop some dragon fire with me, girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean it's like uncomfortable, but at the same time, I thought it was it was well shot and it conveyed what it needed to convey. But uh, very uncomfortable. I hope no one watched this with their parents. It was like, I mean, it, it's it's an excellent contrast because at least it's like she's having fun like it's exciting for her to kind of like i don't know like have this sexual awakening compared to what allison's having to go through it's like it's 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 night and day compared to like the brothel scenes in in got where people were like giving exposition while getting pounded uh i i prefer this compared to like past past brothel scenes we've gotten play with her arse yeah, at least this is like character <laughs> stuff, you know, like Yeah. 
Yeah. Let me explain my backstory. Don't tell, but it, it is actually showing us Rhaenyra's character through how she's responding to this, as opposed to us being bombarded with information. Yeah. And it makes it clear that she was, that she was down for this. And and Damon was just like, no, I can't do it because he was doing it for the wrong reasons. I mean, you know, if you're going to seduce your niece, it shouldn't be to fuck over your brother. Right. Um, His impotence is such a good choice for the character. Because this is like the second sex scene he's had where he's lost his boner. And it's just like, oh, he as soon as he gets something that he wants, it doesn't leave him satisfied. <laughs> mm. And that's, like that is the entire character is like he he doesn't like he wants everything. But when he has it, it's like it does nothing for him. I can't stop thinking about Michal saying he has ADHD. I'm like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I stand by it. I stand by it. Yeah, the maester didn't have anything for that. I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it made his character a tad more complex because that scene, he, it reads really rough for him as a person uh, until that part. And even then, it still feels pretty gross if you put it in in like the context that it, of what he's doing. Um, so I, I thought it helped him be more gray than, than like the kind of unmitigated asshole that we know him as. Did you see the, after the episode where they talked about it? I did not. I tend not to care about those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I watched it. They gave like kind of two interpretations, which is that he feels there's like, there's an element of guilt because he's like screwing over his family, but also He's like, uh, like, he doesn't like that she's into it. Like, he wanted to have the control in that situation, and the fact that she responds eagerly, like, is off-putting for him. It's like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> not what I expected. Yeah, it's like this is actually too mm-hmm. real. <laughs> One star. <laughs> Both of those are also, really you know, like, sad. Kind of like, a lot of like their chemistry comes from Rhaenyra challenging him, right? So I think, like, yeah, her being like that into it is like that's kind of why, right? He's not into it. <laughs> Yeah, he's not he's not looking for that at the moment. <laughs> he hates himself too much. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I I mean, I frankly I didn't realize that he was impotent in that scene. I I thought he had kind of had second thoughts. Um I mean, that's what they that's what uh they say. I mean, it's, it's no, both, I, I like that twist. I think it's I, both. I like that. It's it actually makes the whole thing even more complicated because it's like, well, he didn't, but he was gonna and like that you know that that yeah adds a, a whole bunch of more layers to the matter but yeah I, I i i kind of wonder if he was testing her you know like is it was it a little bit of like a are you actually like my ally in this in this life in the you know if i'm coming back to court and we're we're really going to do this like big happy circular family tree Targaryen family like is it you and me against you know the the high towers and somewhat Viserys like I, I don't know I I almost wonder if the, there was more of a testing element than just a sexual element I think part of him is and he also has issues of like expecting abandonment and stuff right so like if I, I mean, that's part of it, too, because I think, like, yeah, if she responds and is like, hey, yeah, great. He's like, oh, no, I can't trust this. I don't know what's going on here. This is not what I expected. Like, um, like I think sort of 
clothesline with what you're saying. Like, he gets what he wants, and then he's like, oh, no. Like, he doesn't know how to handle it. Certainly I mean, that's, for that's Damon in a nutshell, right? Gets right. what he wants and doesn't know how to handle it. He can't even deal with Missaria. <laughs> and that should have been fairly straightforward for him. Um, yeah. And he went to war. So can we move on to the highlight of the episode? Kristen Cole. <laughs> Rhaenyra just decided oh, wow. that uh, tonight's the night. And uh, she, if she can't get it at the Pleasure House, she's going to look a little closer to home. She invites her shining knight into the bedroom. <laughs> and yet further from home. <laughs> in, another, yeah. in another sense. <laughs> right. At least she's, genetically. <laughs> yeah, she, that's right. Well, probably better for her. She she sneaks back home just fine after I guess they had that little encounter with the Watchmen too. We didn't mention that, but everybody's no, safe. That Lawrence, fine. Or, or Harwin, which is great because it like you can understand how like where the rumor of them having slept together might have come from. Like in the book, like that's a possible thread. Is like she goes to Kristen Cole, he rejects her, and then she goes to Harwin Strong. It's like he's part of the like the interwoven threads of this evening. In a yeah, way that, that could, yeah. could lead to stories later. And I also yeah, love how later on she points out, like, well, whoever said this is treason. <laughs> like, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> if anyone is challenging yeah. my virtue, that's treason. Rhaenyra like, is oh, terrifying. Shit. I just have to, we'll get to it. But I just have to say, yeah. I, I was actually quite intimidated by her. Basically, the second she loses her virginity, she, like, levels up. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah. way to put it. She, yeah, she gaslights the shit out of her. <laughs> Uh, not exactly. It was she swore that wasn't Damon. She's sort of telling the truth, like, but then she also says she has right. her virtue. But she's like, "Oh yeah, Damon, truth. he never touched me." And you're like, "You know, well, yeah, it's true." Uh, to go back to the Kristen Cole scene, I, I, I feel bad for the guy in this scene, and because like, there's an element of non-consent here, because it's like she's. The princess, he can't really say no, and she's put him in a position where it's like, right, like she, like he could be killed for this, like gelded, sent to the wall, like, like the the consequences for this for him are awful, and it's like when he puts his white cloak on the floor, it's like I understand how this could fester for him, like really. Yeah, quickly. I didn't think about that. He's where no look like, more the lusty. Uh, well, not even that. It's like he was like this is something he took pride in. Is he's the king's guard yeah. now? It's like she's soiled that for him. Like he can't look at himself the same way. And it's so we're saying it, Kristen Cole did nothing wrong, justified. No, wrong. not at all. I mean, like in the like in the book, he's more of a scumbag. But like here, I kind of like I, we will sh we shall see we shall see where the story goes. But in this situation, I'm like, no, he's uh, like I feel worse for him in in that circumstance than. Yeah, you can see him, uh, sorry, you can see him, like, or you can see how he would wonder going forward, you know, like, is she just going to hold this over my head, or are we just going to, like, you know, pretend this never happened? And, like, yeah. we're never, like, she's never going to use this against me or not. Yeah, well, and also, like, if he says no, she can say he tried, you know? Like, that. I think yeah. that's where a lot of the non-consent comes from, like, he's right. Well, yeah. she, she can say that mercy. at any time anyway. I mean, she has yeah. all the power no matter what. Um, yeah. And There's I mean, no most of these relationships, it's written like, 
the the knight's cool with it and he's in you know this is what they want and like i don't know it, but you are right i mean there's definitely that element there but i there's think also the the, the show is trying really hard to set up uh kristen cole and allison as being somewhat sympathetic my guess is the showrunners like when they plotted this looked at it and said well everyone's going to be team rainier right and then we'll have the we'll have stuff that happens uh later on that we'll question that but um, it seems like they're like, well, we got to make sure that uh, Kristen Cole and Allison seem like, you know, someone that like at least some of the viewers can get behind. So, um, but we're going to get the, you know, his betrayal by the end of the season. So that's going to, I don't know. After that, there's not a lot of redemption for him, although maybe they'll keep going this way. I don't know. It's but, interesting. I, I kind of, I don't know. I, hmm, it's so interesting how to, how to read that scene. Like, is there that, lack of consent or is this something that he's wanted you know like he definitely doesn't seem to anticipate it and frankly it was like unbelievably hilarious when she just like he puts her to bed and then she like a couple hours later runs up and like a men's shirt <laughs> it's just like good night <laughs> you know um, <laughs> like i i the there were two things about that scene that kind of stuck out to me one is like the very deliberate shot of him like laying his cloak the white cloak mm. on a chair. And the other was like, just how. So when Allison is being besexed by Viserys, like, obviously there's a, like, there's a ritual to it, you know, like she's, she knows when she has to smile. She knows when she, you know, doesn't have to, cause he's not paying attention. Um, but there's a scene when, when, Rhaenyra and and uh, Kristen Cole are undressing when they're both just undoing their laces like very like methodically and it's like the least sexy thing like they're just like uh, taking their shoes off and it was so interesting to me that it was it was because when they do actually have sex it is quite erotic and it is it, it seems quite passionate so to lead into it with that kind of just like here's what we do you know like not trying to undress sexily or anything just like getting down to it i, I don't know it was very interesting the way the whole thing Did was they intend the shots to just build the anticipation or i wasn't feeling it if that was the intention i i thought it was to to like show how like reverently he even treats his armor and like the the way that he feels about it i, th I thought it was all about his feelings towards these things like at first it's definitely her right coaxing him by taking off the like greaves the or gauntlets um and then it starts to become like a, a both of them thing where he's taking off stuff and the first thing i think that we see that he takes off himself is the white cloak and then we get that like heavy like mm. hand on there like am i really gonna do this um i think i wanted to point out is like there's also the fact that this dude is relatively low born like he, he he's not some uh high knight of the of the king's guard that has a lot of glory attached to his name already he's relatively unknown and and most of his notoriety comes from dealing with rainiera yeah, he had combat experience, though. Don't forget. I mean, show Kristen Cole up to this point has done nothing wrong. He's been the perfect gentleman and knight, right? Um, yeah. And even here, you could say, did he do anything wrong? So, 
so yeah i mean i don't know this this uh, they maybe they use this to kind of spiral things uh between them later on i mean he's gonna stir up some shit at the oh, wedding yeah. and like that that might be where they just have him um kill laner's boyfriend like during like just during the wedding next episode oh i could see that so we'll see that would be perfect I wonder how that's gonna. I think I think Dana, uh, Damon and uh, Kristen might be a little bit of a wild card thrown into that wedding if if he shows up, perhaps because of the Lena stuff. But I'm not sure. We'll have to right. See. Yeah. I mean, where he could meet Lena as well. I think his like bronze bitch wife is probably gonna like fall off her horse in the first few minutes, and he's like, "Oh, coming back home." <laughs> <laughs> might give her a gentle push. Like... <laughs> I'm a free agent. <laughs> <laughs> go home and be like well you know I am free to follow my heart uh, of course suspiciously has dragon bite wounds on that note we should uh, <laughs> we should move forward here with the episode so uh, after all of that you know obviously you know Damon's hungover and Otto is a hell of a snitch <laughs> And Viserys finally is like, what the fuck? <laughs> is not having any of it. Um, and then we get the conversation between the princess and the queen and the gods would with everything kind of going on there and her denials and... Book title! Uh, book title! That's right. <laughs> we have to say it at least once. Um, yeah, so it seems Alicent believes her and she's mostly telling the truth. And then uh, Damon doesn't bother to denying that shit and he is sent away because he's like, yeah, I just... You know she's obviously soiled, man. Just give, just give her to me. But he knows even he didn't know he didn't do anything. Um, his own worst enemy, as usual. Uh, well, that's, yeah, and that's then an uh, part of Damon's character too, right? Like he doesn't seem to be able to defend himself in front of Viserys. Like he he leans into the worst assumptions about him, like whether or not they're true. We still don't know if he said the air for the day thing. But we know he didn't actually sleep with Rhaenyra. Like he's so a bit masochistic here. Yeah, sure. it's it's a, it's an interesting. It's like he can't deal with being reliant on Viserys, but he also like desperately needs it. I'm such a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting once Viserys like dies. Like it's so interesting how he's like a total wreck, but he's also the linchpin that's motivating so many of these people. And once that's gone, that it'll be really interesting to see how everybody sort of spirals. Yeah. So I mean, being the black episode. sheep of a, being the black sheep of the family is like a real role people take on and let it like control them. Right, you know, right. He can't deal with anyone having power over him. And so if he denies it, then it means that he's admitting that Viserys, like, I don't know, can like, do something to him like he's like no i have to have the verbal advantage in this fight <laughs> this, right this i'm giving my crown to you over my own free will yeah so, t- so you guys tell me if th- this is what they said after the episode you can tell me if this is if this reads or not because i didn't i wasn't sure it entirely did like when he first comes back they're like targ bros again they're like fuck off allison you know <laughs> it's like seems like they're gonna go you know they're gonna go down to the brothels and hang out you know they're, it seems like they're doing well but after the episode, basically what they said was like, well, you know, he comes back, but it's all a lie. He's just, everything is just designed 
to do this to Rhaenyra and fuck over Viserys. That that was like his whole intention coming back. And I'm like, I don't know. Like he seemed pretty happy when they were hanging out. Like he he wants that. I think um, what they said is that people like start to rely like they start to believe the best of him and then he just lets them down. <laughs> like it's like, oh yeah, you're still the same person you always were. Like you haven't changed at all. Yeah. And even though he doesn't commit the act, he still takes the opportunity to you know, to let it sink in to his brother, right? To let it let his brother believe it and you know, fuck him over with it. Um Yeah. I think it's interesting how there's a couple points where they they sort of try to make them seem like their paths in life carried them different places more than like an inherent difference in who they were. Like they do say, yeah, like Viserys does say he's not the same warrior Damon is, but I think the way there's a couple times they're painted is sort of like running around, running around King's Landing together as youths and, um, you know, kind of having those brotherly moments. And you just sort of do feel like, you feel like it's the responsibility Viserys bears more than it is anything else that makes them such different people. I also like the uh, focus we got on um, Balon in this chapter and how like his death uh, affected the two of them and like the, the yeah. his influence on both of them, it looks like. Um, and then later on with the auto stuff, we we got more of that. Yeah, I mean, it was three years, but five days is fine. For the show, it's fine. It Doesn't took matter. Viserys how long to figure out that Otto was, you know, just like grasping for his own advancement <laughs> like because I mean, like i read the i read the second episode as like alice right because like right he had like allison go seduce viserys before he announced that he would marry her right so like <laughs> what did he think that was and just like if it's just like you know like right because he seems to like understand that like yes everyone has their interests to a certain degree but like you know like from all the like you know just like frankly pathetic like pushing he did last episode it's just like like now you you figured it out i don't know obviously it had to happen at some point I, I think, I think Viserys feels like really like the the relationship was damaged. I, I like when the the hunt happened and he came to him with the the Aegon suggestion. I think it like reeked of him so much of like an ill thought out like push for for power, you know that it it actually seriously damaged their yeah. his his like um what do you call it uh his trust in his judgment. And then we get more of it in that, like, I mean, off the bat, he's like, no, that's not Rhaenyra. She, she wouldn't do that. Yeah. And even if it is, like, this is the point, is even if it is, it doesn't matter, bro. You're the hand of the king and you need to protect my family. Like, if you're, if you're like, oh, no, you know, let's, let's, let's let this rumor fly so that, you know, you can name Aegon. He's like, no, that, that's not going to fucking happen. Like, I was half expecting him to be like, if I hear anybody say this, 
I'm gonna assume it's from you, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not doing his job. He's not doing his job. Auto I mean, Otto is an Otto is an institution too. I think it's like because I mean he was he was hand when Jaharis was king, and it's like I don't know. I feel like this guy's just been around so long that the assumption that he's you know he does his job. I mean he's 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 fucking up, but he's also like been doing his job for a long time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, a lot of power. it has been like a year since the hunt. If I have that correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. Also, but we don't like. Yeah, we don't have really like. Like, I think like maybe if we just like had a line of dialogue for like how like he like has been like relying on auto less in the year, maybe that would have done it for me. Yeah, maybe yeah, a, think, a line about him trusting other advisors, Lionel, Thailand, people like that. <clears throat> or yeah, Beesbury, the Chad. To, um, to Adam's point earlier about Rhaenyra getting some wins, I, I think also I'd really kind of like to see Otto get some losses a little more visibly. Like, there's no way everyone likes him, right? Like, when Tywin did this 200 years later everyone fucking couldn't stand the guy <laughs> like by by a certain point or a lot of people couldn't at least like you can't sit at right. the king's right hand for decades and not be really not piss yeah. off a lot of lords yeah he's got right, his allies you could have had a turn at the right you could have had a line of dialogue at the hunt about how the high towers are rising above their station right and then just like because just like how like we see the nucleus of the greens as a anti daemon faction, we could see the nucleus of the blacks as an anti high tower faction. Right. That would that would start giving you something to, to build on. Yeah. Right. That would be good. We might hmm. see that actually with Lionel in the next episode. Yeah, early um, days. Early days. Yeah. All right, guys. We've reached that point. Dagger What's the chat. Point? Oh. oh my god! <laughs> Wait, real quick. Um, before that, what did you make of the Masaria scene? Because that oh the, yeah, the line about her being his protector. I'm like, is she just talking about giving him a bed for the evening? Because she sold him out, right? Like, or no, I don't think it's. Um, I think she's. I mean, the the. I, I don't think that's that was her. It was just her a reporters. little. But not she's not the spy. I don't necessarily yeah, I don't agree because Otto oh. says it came from the white worm. White worm, yeah. I was gonna just yeah, yeah they yeah, the little boy says Otto. That, at, at, at first, when Otto goes out to meet and sees that kid, I was like, oh, it's the Blackwood kid again. I was like, oh no, wait a second, who is this? It's like, what <laughs> oh, is he gets like, around that kid. Is he the Padraig yeah. of this generation? He also says, it's "Like this kid came all the way here because he's not going to be denied." Yeah, he, yeah. No. In that same <laughs> chat uh, that comes afterwards with Viserys, he says, "This informant has given me like good information before." Right. So it's wonder, a reliable like, source. Yeah. If 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 Misari has come to him with info before about you know Damon and his doings when it suits her. Yeah, because she sends the message, but. I guess that line about being his protector, because at first I thought like she was going to send a message that like uh, implicated somebody else had slept with Rhaenyra to protect him, but then that didn't happen. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. Like, <laughs> I think it's just literally preventing him from getting stabbed right in the middle of the streets while drunk. 
Yeah, I mean, like she she drug him out and gave him somewhere to you know kind of sleep it off. So um, we could be reading into it too much. I don't know. I also think it's but, very possible that it's it's uh, her feeling you know self serving. She doesn't want to be replaced, and it's if you know he's marrying a, a queen to be or a princess to be, um, it you know causes maybe issues. She will get put aside. Sure. Right. Sorry about that. Dagger talk. Right, right. Um, the dagger. So, guys, this dagger holds a secret. One that only the fire can reveal. <laughs> one one <laughs> dagger to rule them all. That's, that's right. One like, prince you know, to find uh, them. So, this is where the these two shows airing together. This is the connection point. Um, can I pitch a theory? Uh, yeah, yeah, please do. I think that well, it's it's not I'm not totally sure which sword, but let's say it's Blackfire because Blackfire is famously missing in Song of Ice and Fire uh and is not in Game of Thrones. Um I I kind of think that that's whatever's going on with this dagger is going on with either Blackfire or maybe uh, the Dane sword um, because and mm. like that's what's going to be used. I, I basically, I think the showrunners were like, okay we have this thing that we know killed the Night King, so we're going to explain why it did and like why it was supposed to. And there is a sword in the book series that is supposed to do that that is definitely not the Cat's Spot Dagger um Right. Because, you know, yeah. So I, I think it's either Blackfire or uh, Dawn. Hmm. Blackfire, Blackfire, I could definitely see. Speaking of Blackfire, did anyone notice the red dragon on one of the quartered arms on a surcoat? No. The yeah, Blackfire this. Are... No, but like, obviously, it's not the symbol, or it doesn't have the same meaning it does in this portion of the timeline but like you know like if we're pointing out all the black dragon sigils everywhere oh yeah, in the background kind of a few, few times like the hunt master yeah. in the hunt last episode had one too yeah and yeah. the attorney guy like the attorney crier guy in the first episode yeah i was like he his targaryen bastard power is loud talking <laughs> yeah the Maybe. drums the drums um, that they were using uh were were blackfire brand drums maybe it's just like a fun easter egg from the you know the set costume department yeah and it doesn't have the uh, same like like it doesn't have it doesn't mean what it mean, would mean in the main series or yeah. Duncan yeah, we, so. we don't have any confirmation in show canon that reversing the arms is what bastards do so it's cool otherwise we'd have John John would have walked around with the reverse start Ooh, white tire wolf on a gray which, field. Which would be, which would be, um, that's yeah. the the. Should be interesting because he has ghost. Isn't that the gray Stark sigil? Those dudes that got ganked. That's a sunburst. Stark. That's a sunburst. What are you talking? Unbelievable. No, that's the car Stark. Some trivia. You said car Stark. No, I said gray Stark. <laughs> oh, they're dead. Like hundreds of years dead. Yeah, it's still interesting. <laughs> 
Well, you know, no one's ever used symbols that were hundreds of years old because they thought they were cool. Um, anyway. Very true, very true. Yeah. So, anyway, so this, the, dagger aside, this was one of our better scenes of the episode with uh, the series and Rhaenyra here. Um, where, and she just straight calls him out on a, a lot of his shit, um, which, you know, leads to him stripping Otto and putting him in his place. But it's a good conversation where he finally, you know, he kings up a little bit and is like, look, here's who you're marrying. We're done with this shit. And uh, she's like, okay, well, you handle your shit. And I'm like, okay, fine. We'll both handle our shit. Um, yeah, I feel like that's my takeaway from the entire scene. I completely, I completely ignored the dagger thing. It was just a non-thing. To yeah, 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 yeah. And, Daggers. Yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, unless the show actually goes much further with this dagger thing. And the, the the prophecies and all that. I'm just going start to shooting assume, flame out of it or something. Yeah, I'm just going to assume this is all just plot devices to get to actual important things that this show cares about. Because none of the song and ice or ice, song of ice and fire stuff matters in Dance of Dragons. Yeah, um, Katie, I think my opinions about the dagger are in fact closer to your own. It's just like you know, if they keep belaboring the point, I think it's kind of like. I'm not sure how I will feel about that, but if they're, if this is the route they're going. It's not a thing that can pay off in this series, so it is somewhat tedious. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's like, oh yeah, like, I, remember guys, theory, the, the apocalypse is coming. Yeah, in theory, I like it because it adds, like, a sense of, like, it will add, like, to Rhaenyra's motivations of, like, you know, like, Viserys is, or like, you know, like the king is the one who told me about this, and I need to be like queen to see this through. But it's, yeah, it's like that's the only like payoff I can find, and I find it a bit much for that. Well, I, th- I, do- I do think one of the interesting elements, and I think I'm just blatantly, blatantly stealing this from history of Westeros, but they've like mentioned that it's interesting in, in, you know, the context of this prophecy that the Targaryens tend to freak out every time winter comes and like I think that does happen at least once during the dance and that that might be kind of an interesting motivation because like when winter when winter comes they're like this is it right it's not just that they're cold yeah exactly yeah no I like the I you know right and like I like the like like the more subtler like like things in fire and blood that hint towards like at least certain Targaryens knowing like right I like you know like Jaehaerys and Alicent's interest in the wall right but you know for it to be so front and center I'm not sure how I feel about I think you know again like Katie my opinion is much closer to yours than I think like you know like pure frothing nerd rage which I respect but well but, yeah know. the the the, prophet, the prophecy shit is fine it's just the fact that this like you know, stupid instrument that, like, you know, they implied in the original series that it was the exact dagger that created the, you know, the others in the first place, and so that's why it's the thing that kills them in the end, and the fact that it's managed to stay through this whole thing and hasn't got lost. You know, it's the same concept of of the horn. Oh, okay, I didn't didn't watch the show after season four, so, or the throne show, so, uh, yeah, I I guess that's why. Yeah, yeah, the the show just makes the dagger up to be this, it just gets kind of ridiculous, and you're like, whatever, and now they're sort of doing the same thing here, so it just brings up, uh, it's like peeling the scab off again. It's not the end of the world, I mean, as long as the thing doesn't light up like a lightsaber or some shit, it'll be fine. Right, I'm, I'm ignoring it. 
Uh, well, we should finish up the, with the final scene of the maester arriving his morning after potion. Go for it. Um, if we have anything to say about that. Uh, I thought it was a great ending to it. I thought it was abrupt, like the credits rolled. I expected a bit more, but uh, <laughs> like you're like, oh shit. I really liked it. It felt like Viserys was just like, all right, take this. And anyway. It, right. It, 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 you can read it a lot of ways. It's just like, did he actually like believe her and how is she going to take that? Or is it just like, you know, go have your fun. But be safe. Shake your ass, but watch yourself. I think if it was meant to be like, uh, have your fun, but be safe, that probably Melos would not have been the one to bring it. I feel like having a crusty old man hand it to you, even though he could have just brewed it and had anyone else bring it. Um, Having him hand it to her is very much a sign of like, I don't know, felt very much like a a message about um, the world that they live in and that she can't be doing that stuff, according to Viserys. Well, it's extremely privileged information, right? Like, if it's treason to even suggest that the heir is not a virgin, then, like, anyone who knows that she likely isn't, you know, is in possession of some very, very delicate information. Yeah, just some light treason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does she take it? She certainly doesn't with breakbones. Well. Yeah, I mean, when we so, talk about him, him oh, making torment face. They're gonna change her children. <laughs> he him make, making Rainbow what? Makes he makes torment face, like when torment <laughs> sees Brienne. <laughs> oh yeah, like, she comes back from that hunt covered in blood. He's like, oh my god, it's, it's the exact yeah. face. Bring me the big woman. Bring me the blonde woman. <sighs> Sorry. I mean, she doesn't. She doesn't need to take Fair the moon, tea, moon tea with. Harwin, because she's married by that point. So, well, yeah, that that brings up the whole like how they'll need to do it with the casting. It's just like you know, like if they, uh, like if they'll even have like a line of just being like, you know, like or like of like when like you know Jace is born of just like he doesn't really or he looks very light for you know like you know he like really does not look like Lenor at all and like you know like. That line's in the books. Allison, Allison says, keep trying. Maybe you'll have one that looks like you. Well, well, sure. But now it's just going to be even more obvious, right? Yeah. We talked about this last episode where it's like, uh, Renera does not pop out a black child. <laughs> right, yeah. Are you going to... Black hair and white skin. It ain't going to look like anything else. <laughs> we know the actors already. They, they, they sure are black. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, you compare. Yeah, you compare them with Damon's like twins, who who very much look like Lena. It's just like, well. <laughs> I also Ooh, I, some exposition. Is it possible that there that that uh, Rhaenyra's first child will actually be Cole's? Is that right? Uh, does she take it or not? Yeah, that's what I was. Just, that's what I was just thinking. Is that change some of like how this happens? Like she, maybe she marries Lainor so quick, and then the, the kids calls, but then that would kind of fuck everything else up. Uh, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, think so. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point I mean, of introducing Harwin Strong if that's if that's how it goes? You know, because he's a. I mean, he's a 
really tertiary character. Like, if they were just going to make her her children be Kristen Coles, like they could have cut Harwin entirely. No, not not all of them. I well, okay. I guess I guess the point might be if Kristen Cole is like, is this kid mine? And it's like, God, that would make I mean, him way more of an asshole if you really think about it. I, I don't think. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he wants yeah, custody of the dragon every other weekend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably not, but it it did occur to me since we don't see her take it. <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and uh, we will uh, reconvene next week uh, for I think it's the final episode pre time skip. We assume, right? Uh, it's called "We Light the Way." Um, which is interesting if uh, Hightower is out of the way. But I guess he'll still be around at least for a bit, even though he's been stripped. So, yep. Um, thanks, guys, and we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Probably, sorry, somebody's coughing. Sorry. Sorry, you're going to have to edit this. Uh, I love not being the editor. Um, Fire is the champion of House Targaryen. People unironically <laughs> like starship troopers, so, you know. Well, I mean, I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say, kill them all. <laughs>